To episode eight of Elemental P, the podcast about the best show on television, My Elementary. Hero Academia. Why? Why would you say that? Because it is. No, it's because elementary. because this kid grows up in this world where eighty percent of everybody has superpowers, uh-huh. and he doesn't, but he still wants to be the greatest hero ever. And you know what? He's gonna do it, and he's inspirational. And I, I cry when I watch it, which is not unusual for most shows that yeah. I watch. But I really love him, and he's really great. And well, I grow up in a place with eighty percent superheroes too. You don't hear me talking about it all the time. Yeah, but you have plenty of quirks. He doesn't have any. I'm gonna take that as a compliment. You should. <laughs> <laughs> we are discussing... Who are you? Okay. Yeah, fair enough. I am... Who am I? What are we doing? We can't go through this again. <laughs> I'm Valve Flight Cub, a.k.a. Nightmare on ELM Street. And I am your companion slash housekeep, Alec, uh, a.k.a. TheBomb.com. <laughs> <laughs> it is this kind of a .com bomb. Mm-hmm. I almost said .net, because, you know, .com is kind of like old school and But it rhymes. Lame, like a... Like a, a grid-based design. Ugh. <laughs> what are you, 45 or something? <laughs> Do you think the .NET is cool? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's weird when people are like, oh, I'm going to go on the World Wide Web. Uh, but if you're like, I'm going to go surf the net, uh-huh. people are like, that's one cool dude. Wow. They're yeah. like, this guy knows what's happening. Mm-hmm. This guy surfs. This guy is in, in the know of the net. He's in the gnome. He's caught in the net. And also, you don't want bomb.gov because... Yeah, that's just... That's just the government. Yeah. That's just 50% of the government's budget. (laughs) Awkward. Anyway, this week we are talking about season one, episode eight, The Long Fuse. So let's dive into it. Let's do it. Fingertips first, like when you do a swan dive. I was going to say head first, but you know, when you you dive, it's fingers. Mm -hmm. I like pencil diving, where you just toes first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go in straight as possible, make a tiny little splash. (laughs) I like when you dive and you do put, you have your arms at your sides. And you're just like head first. I like when you dive and you accidentally over rotate and then you wind up slamming your back into the. <laughs> <laughs> I love getting a wedgie from a pool. Yeah, I like when you get wedgies too. <laughs> Ew! What were we talking about? Swimming, right? Uh, yeah. Is this a podcast about swimming? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Michael Phelps is a swimmer. Mm-hmm. He's also a diver, right? Does he no. dive? No. Well, I mean, he has to dive into the pool, but right, then right. he just swims. You got to get in there yeah. one way or another. <laughs> Imagine if Olympic swimmers did a cannonball and then started swimming. <laughs> You're not allowed to dive. That's a different category. <laughs> or they like had to walk down the little ladder. They would get so good at walking down the ladder. <laughs> I'm just imagining taking different Olympic sports and, and combining them. Like imagine hurdlers, but as they go over each hurdle, they have to shot put. Why would they shot put? I don't know. You know, it's dangerous that way. It's more fun because as you jump, you throw the ball and you hope that you can outrun it. Are you trying to catch it or not get hit by it? Yeah. 
<laughs> or it's like a shot put, but um, if you're far enough behind, it acts like a blue turtle shell. <gasps> yes. You know, because if you throw, you throw it ahead and somebody it, it, it else. So, it sounds like we're just combining uh, hurdles and dodgeball now. <laughs> yes, we are. If you can dodge a hurdle, <laughs> you can dodge a ball. Aren't shot puts like iron balls? Yeah, they're wicked heavy. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds very dangerous. Yeah, they're just like an insanely dense baseball. Just bonk. no helmets allowed. Oh boy, just like old time, olden times. Yeah, olden times. Man, I miss the, the gladiator days. Did they do the Olympics in like the 1500s? I because uh, they did them in the like negative a thousands. Also, in the negative thousands, what did they call time? Because they weren't like, hey, it's 500 BC. <laughs> They did, yeah. They just didn't know what C was. Yeah, just like, what's coming? Yeah, yeah. They're like, wow, the year is 746 before Common Era. <laughs> it's like 1999, where everyone was freaked out about the, the turn of the, the millennium. Mm -hmm. People are just, for years, just like, oh, counting up to zero. What is it? What we is should, it? You know what? We should start doing that after 2020. <laughs> we should go We should go 2020, and then next year should be 2019, and just go back down. Till we get to zero. Yeah. You know? It would get confusing for historians because they're like, you know, it, it was 19, 1915, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd yeah. have to put two at the end. Yeah. 2019, two. But we wouldn't repeat 2020. No. Oh, God, no. Because we don't need get that. 2019, too. Yeah. Not that we need 2019 again. I'm looking forward to, to 2012, too. Mm, the world will end. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. I would love to live to be 36. And then... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I, I don't want to make it to 45. Ugh. Because then you become an antiquated An dinosaur. Ancient. Ancient. That's a great segue to the beginning of the episode. So, the elementary episode that this podcast oh, is right. ostensibly about. Yes. So, oh, but no, it's not because there's a scene before the <laughs> thing we're referencing. So, Sherlock is in the media room. He's playing his memory game that we saw in the pilot. Yeah. Where he's pl uh, watching seven TVs at once. And Joan comes in and it's like, hey, this isn't normal. You're weird. Most people, when they, because he's like, the brain is a muscle, you got to flex it every day. Constantly flexing. Um, She's so like, why, why don't you just read a book? Yeah. And he goes, I am reading a book. <laughs> and he points to a book that's open on the like desk beside the... Dude, I can barely play Animal Crossing and listen to music at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have to turn down the music on Animal Crossing so I don't get, <laughs> get distracted. So she's like, okay, but I want to continue our conversation from yesterday. Yeah, we, we need to talk. We need yeah. to talk. You need to pay attention to me. Mm -hmm. So Sherlock very graciously turns off one of the TVs. Yeah, just one. Just one. So now he's watching six TVs reading a book and talking to Joan. Yeah. As opposed to seven TVs reading a book and talking to Joan. Because that would be untenable. Yeah. You so. can't you can't do nine things at once, Sherlock. No. Nobody you, can. You can only do eight things. Well, I actually, octopi can. Well, they only have one brain, though. Right, but, but I can do two different things with my hands. I can't do two different things with my two hands. Well, I mean, like, you know, I can do, like, I can flip you off and give you a thumbs up at the same time. <laughs> I can send some really mixed messages. So, like, that's three things right there. The mixed messages the being mixed their own yeah. thing. <laughs> and so an octopi can totally do eight things and then do something with its mouth, and that's nine. It's beak. Octopi have beaks. Sorry. I didn't mean to offend your kind. How dare you? We can give four hugs at once. Just yeah. kidding. I'm not an octopus. Or eight bro hugs. Yeah, exactly. Eight <laughs> Christian side hugs. <laughs> so Joan is like, okay, we're going to have this conversation. So we got to get you a sponsor. This is what we were talking about yesterday. We got to get you a sponsor. We, we already have calls from Audible, um, mm -hmm. Casper Mattresses. Mm -hmm. Squatty Potty is interested. That Sheets one. Um, my Fresh Apron. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
So Sherlock says the drugs I took seemed to light up my brain and made it so I could take over the world. And Joan is like, what? And Sherlock presses play and it's, is it the Invisible Man or? Yes, it is. I don't know. It's just some guy wrapped up like a mummy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen whatever movie it is that he's doing, but it's the same thing that he did in the pilot where he says something weird to Joan and she's like, what? Yeah. And then he presses Except play. Except I, I think this time Joan kind of saw it coming. Yeah. She, she was less fooled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. She's learning. Uh-huh. She's gaining sentience. No. <laughs> she's a human person. I can't wait till she's a real person. <laughs> so Sherlock has this like really grumpy little <clears throat> fine. If I can get a screenshot of it, I will because it's really funny. I think I'm going to start adding emotes to our Discord and I think that's one of the ones that I want to add. Yeah, just like grumpy Sherlock. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> um, but she's like, I have this great guy that will be a good sponsor for you. So get coffee with him or I'm going to keep annoying you and mess up your memory game. Sherlock is like, <gasps> fine. Fine, mom. No. So now we learn about the dot-com bomb. We, we go to this um, tech startup. It's like very tech startup-y. There's like open concept space. Everybody's got a table instead of a desk. And they're playing with their ping-pongs. Ping-pongs. And yeah, exactly. There's a guy on the phone and he's talking to a client. And the client is like hesitant or something. And he talks to the other guy and he's like, this guy doesn't understand web design. He's like 45 or something. So what do you expect? Oh, man. Ugh, he wants a grid-based design. He's it's practically dead. It's so old school. Yeah. What, is he a dinosaur? And then they hear a beeping, and they're like, is that my phone? Is that your phone? It looks like it's coming from inside the vent. And they look inside the vent. I, I liked I, the way he said, it's coming from inside the vent. Reminded <laughs> me of, it's coming from inside the house. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if he had really felt the way that the people who say it's coming from inside the house had felt, he maybe wouldn't have been so close to the vent. Yeah. No, uh, he definitely wasn't worried. I mean, they weren't. They, they just look in the vent and they're like, oh, maintenance guy must have... Dropped his phone in there. You know, while the maintenance guy was crawling around the air vent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's like, I'll call maintenance. And then boom, a bomb explodes. Because it was a bomb. It was a bomb. It was not a phone dropped by a crawling around maintenance guy. Because it turns out they actually don't do that. No. They get their kids to do it and kids don't have phones. Right. Kids don't do that because labor laws make that illegal. Wink. Right. Right. Not kids. Kids don't do it. Wink. Wink. Anyway. <laughs> so, of course, Sherlock and Joan are called into this to this scene. This bomb killed two people, unfortunately. And there's... Uh, there's spilled ketchup everywhere at this crime scene. Well, yeah. The, the bomb went off right next to the fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but really, there's a lot of uh, red. Anyway, so Sherlock is like, so, Joan, I bet you won't miss this when you're gone from my from my life because you're not going to be my sponsor for very much longer at all. Because we only have a few more weeks left. Mm -hmm. So, sorry if you've been enjoying this podcast, but it's over in a few weeks when Joan leaves as uh -huh. a sponsor. Yeah. Not a sponsor, as a sober companion. A sober companion. Yeah. And Joan is like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm not going to miss it. And she's lying. She, they don't address it in the episode, and maybe she isn't lying in this moment, but she's- But we know. She's freaking lying. No, she's a freaking liar. She likes it. She likes to be there. Yeah, she- I mean, maybe she doesn't like to see people dead and stuff, but is interesting. Yeah. So, Sherlock finds some packing paper, which is used in some component of a bomb. Yeah. And he's like, professionals use this special bomb paper. <laughs> something but this was using newspaper so must be an amateur and captain is like yeah the bomb techs noticed that already we're looking to see if anybody is missing any and then he says like to see if anybody's had their chemicals stolen like their bomb making chemicals stolen but 
you and I both did think yeah. that we're, we're going to find someone that's missing a bunch of newspaper. Yeah. Has <laughs> anyone reported a bunch of newspaper missing? Which they probably wouldn't even need a whole day's worth of newspaper to make a bomb. <laughs> so wouldn't be a good avenue to go down. Yeah. Like, did anybody have their newspaper stolen off their doorstep? Right. In the last week? Exactly. Anybody should in- narrow it down. <laughs> in, in Manhattan. And uh, the other thing that they find in the wreck, Sherlock finds a motherboard for a pager, which these guys, the guys that work at this tech startup are ba- a little baby. Baby children. They're teens, bro. They would not use pagers. So Pager is, is what they call books. Is that new slang that I don't know about? Yeah. Wow. Like, oh, dude, no. I'm, I'm going to watch TV. I don't got time for your lame pagers. I'm going to watch six TVs and read a pager. <laughs> um, so they're like, this must be from the bomb. So Joan is like, okay, so we have to check whose pager this is from. And while they're running that down, let's go meet your new sponsor guy. Yeah. Because his name is Adrian. 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 So he works on the um, stock exchange and Sherlock is like, wow, Joan, you really know me well. You didn't watch that episode that it was three episodes ago, Joan, where I talked about <laughs> Not how- even that long ago. B- bankers are crooks. Yeah. And she was like, no, he's a, a tattletale guy. Yeah, he works with the SEC. He keeps an eye on the bankers. Mm-hmm. And he went to London once, so <laughs> you'll like that. He went to the London School of Economics. His friends call him Big Ben. <laughs> His middle name is Ben. <laughs> and he has a huge dong. So. <laughs> <laughs> so Sherlock is like, all right, I have a test for you to pass, Adrian. If I called you in the middle of the night asking if I should take diphenhydramine to save myself from poisoning, what would you say? And Adrian is like, well, I would say you got to take it one day at a time. And the most important thing is your sobriety, mm. not to get down on yourself. Just remember to smile. <laughs> Right. And I'm kind of dumb. So when I heard diphenhydramine, I was like, oh, this is this is going to turn out to be the scientific word for water. Yeah. I, I One time I got it under the sink and I, I drank some dihydrogen monoxide. And ah! Every day since I've had to drink more or I'll die. Ah! Exactly. So diphenhydramine is not that. But he's like, I would die from, I'll, or I'm, I'm suffering from neuroleptic poisoning. If, should I take diphenhydramine? And Adrian is like, well, if it would save your life, I guess, yeah. And Sherlock is like, oh, this <laughs> interview is over. He gets up and leaves. He just storms out. And he's like, Joan, can you believe this? He said I should take diphenhydramine. Just for some stinking neuroleptic poisoning. What's a brain Caesar? Seizure. Brain Caesar with chicken. A brain Caesar is when you get stabbed in the brain. Yeah, a lot of times. (laughs) (laughs) Which is bad. You would die from that. (laughs) But not if you take water. I mean, dihydramine. You're so good at remembering medical terms for someone who went to a medically adjacent course for a long time. (laughs) Oh, I, for several years, I was in the medical school of Quinnipiac University. (laughs) So I was taking those occupational therapy classes. I know things. Neuro means brain. Mm-hmm. And leptic means? Um, it rhymes with septic. Uh-huh. So, butt. It rhymes with butt. Um, brain mutt. Brain mutt. Brain mutt. When you have two different brains and you combine them together for one big brain. Woof. 
Barf. Bark, bark. Bark, bark. We're geniuses. And so Joan is like, okay, that's clearly a fucking trick question, but whatever, we'll keep looking. Because what? If he had said, don't take the hi- dive in hydrodermine, he'd be like, this sponsor doesn't even care about my life. You're gonna die? He only cares about my sobriety. So the, the pager they tracked down was didn't belong to anybody or like was prepaid. So there wasn't anybody like paying a bill for it. But there was three calls placed to it within like a minute of it going off. And so they brought in the guy that called that that called the pager. Mm-hmm. And, and it's this guy that, that had done a stint in prison. Mm-hmm. He, he was a medical guy and, and he helped break, I mean, helped to fix broken fingers. Yeah. He was really good at making stints. 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 Isn't that the thing you put in your heart or is that a stint? I don't know. <laughs> I meant splint and I didn't realize <laughs> it until um, I said it a couple times. Oh, hey, I was right there with you. Okay. So anyway, so he put a stint in somebody's heart in prison and- um, the guy's like, I was trying to call a sandwich spot. Sorry, it just sounds like he fell in love with somebody in prison. <laughs> he put a stint in someone's heart. <laughs> <laughs> well, he did. Um, so he's like, I was trying to call a sandwich shop to get some sandwiches. And the number of the pager is 555-5555. And the number of the sandwich shop is 555-5556. And so I must have just hit redial instead of calling it. Yeah. I wasn't trying to. I just wanted my pizza. I wasn't trying to blow these guys into pizzas. 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 Pepperonis. Into little pepperonis. <laughs> I wasn't trying to blow them into little pepperonis. Sorry, this is getting cheesy. So Sherlock is like, well, okay, but to be a bomb maker, you have to be precise. And this guy's wristwatch is nine minutes off and his fly is three quarters down. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's not buying it. He doesn't think it's this guy. And he calls the number 555-5556 and it is a sandwich shop. So that part checks out at least. So um, they're they're still looking. So then Gregson talks to the bomb techs, bomb expert guys with the all, all the evidence from the crime scene and Sherlock is like walking by and he's like hmm? yo mind if I we, we, we talking about stuff excuse me and just warms his way into the little uh, evidence room and Gregson is like I only have a few minutes to talk to this bomb expert and Sherlock is like listen here's my encyclopedic knowledge of this brand of battery <laughs> <laughs> because the battery that was used to power the bomb the logo had a little oak tree added to it because it was a rising sun and they added a little oak tree in front of the sun in 2008 for their centennial. But the battery in the pictures of the bomb has no little oak tree. So these batteries it's just are from- a rising sun. So it's a, it's a four-year-old battery. Mm-hmm. And why would you go through the trouble of making a bomb and then put a battery that, that might not even be fully charged in? Yeah. That seems silly. Yeah. Just go to the battery store and get a new battery. They're not that expensive. You've already bought all the other bomb making stuff. So then he looks at the little newspaper scraps that were put in the uh, the bomb and there's a picture of Obama in it. And he's like, ha ha, Obama. And they're like, yeah, he's the president. And he's like, this is a picture from when he was a senator. Remember when our president used to be like a senator before he was a president? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so he's like, this is Senator Obama. You can tell because he doesn't have all the white hair, the being a president. Yeah. His hair's not gray and his eyes aren't dead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He doesn't look like he's just ordered a drone strike. So Joan is like, and I can make out a date on this piece of paper. And she points to a (laughs) like perfectly preserved. (laughs) Very clearly says (laughs) like October 28th. 2008. 2008. Yeah. It's not. Smudged I, was or, like, I can I can make it out too. I also have eyes. Yeah. 
So they're like, okay, so they put old batteries and old newspaper in this bomb. No, uh, the bomb is from 2008. Oh, that makes more sense. Mm-hmm. It does. But it also kind of doesn't because what? Why would you wait to set a bomb off for four years? Yeah. So they're like, okay, so it must, the the intended target must have been whoever was in this office eight years, four years ago. Oh, it's it's been sitting in the vent for four years. Yes. Not just sitting in somebody's garage waiting to be put somewhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, then who was in there four years ago? Well, a company called Van Owen Communications. Sounds dumb. Well, it is. No, they're not. They're not dumb. They're just evil. <laughs> they're a like PR firm, like fixer kind of company for Fortune 500s. And they, they're spin doctors, as Sherlock says. So they, they go to talk to- They got to perfume her dingle in spinning. <laughs> they have a pocket full of kryptonite. The spin doctors is a band. Gotcha. And the owner is Heather Van Owen, and she employs two princes. I, I know two princes. Another spin doctor song. Oh, I know that. I know that song. Oh, your majesty. You know that part? Give me flowers. I like daisies and tulips. Roses. Mom's hands. Other flowers. I don't know the names of. And this one. Now we've got three princes. That's okay now. We're gonna get a we're gonna get a copyright strike for how well we copied that song. Whoopsies. Good thing we can get three more before we're out. Well, if you get one, you can only get two more. It's different. Oh, okay. Podcasting strikes are different. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. So they talked to Heather Van Owen, who owns the um, Van Owen Industries communications, whatever. Um, and it is a familiar face. Dr. Fam- Cuddy. Familiar face. Dr. Cuddy from, from House MD. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just called House. Well, I think... I think it, hmm. The guy is House MD. Yeah. Yeah, it might just be House. Anyway, so... Took me the, the longest freaking time. I watched House all the time as a kid, mm-hmm. and I didn't. I didn't get it for a very long time that it was Sherlock Holmes. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, they they, they do that on purpose. Like Wilson. Yeah, Wilson Watson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean Holmes House. They keep the part where he's an opiate addict though, or a yeah. drug addict. Yeah. Bike it in. But he's got a leg thing, so it's fine. Uh huh. No. No. Don't. Ag- That's why he got hooked on it. That <laughs> <Yeah>. doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't still need it for that. No, it's fine. No, drug companies are great, and they don't um, overprescribe um, opium at all, mm-hmm. especially not in um, rural communi- communities. Yeah. But that's um, fine. So it's good. Uh, anyway, so Dr. Cuddy is in this one as well. I wonder if she's in any other Sherlock Holmes properties. Um, like his lake house. <laughs> I almost said like his brownstone. Yeah. yeah. Not in this episode. She's not. Uh, she tries. So Sherlock is like, hello, I'm Sherlock. I'm a consultant for the police. And this is Joan Watson. She's my consultant. Slash housekeep. Slash housekeep. And uh, so the reason, this is where they explain the reason that the pager didn't go off or the bomb didn't go off until now, which is that the pager had no reception in the vent. But a couple weeks ago, they added a new- Well, a couple years ago, but yeah. A couple years ago, okay. They added another cell tower. So now it has reception and nobody had called that wrong number until now. 
Right. I guess it's not something you would think about, but at the same time, I'm like, man, if you're going to go through all the trouble of making a bomb, at least make sure the detonator has reception. <laughs> well, how do you check that the detonator has reception until you're trying to set it off? Try fucking paging it when it's not attached to a bomb. That wouldn't be suspicious that you're like, oh, I'm just testing out my pager's reception. Uh, when people, no, I mean, when people are walking around, everyone has pagers. You can just, you know. The the olden days of 2008 when everyone had a pager. If, if, dude, if someone walked by a building and, and just like had a phone in their hand and a pager in their other and they just called to see if it worked, people would just be like, huh. And no one would give it a second thought. That's a good point. I know. That's why I'm making it. But maybe it. the reception was bad inside of the vent until they added the special extra hardy duty maybe. cell phone tower. But also maybe it's not something you think about when you build bombs. Maybe it's only something I'm thinking about because I saw this episode. Yeah. So if we ever build bombs in the future, we'll know. Yeah. Not to do I'm that because people that. die from bombs. Yeah. Yeah. So Cuddy is like, I think I know who might want to blow us up. It's the ELM, which ELM spells... Elm. It yeah. stands for the Earth Liberty Militia. So like Earth-based kind of tree huggers. My guess is that the, the writer of this episode intended for it to spell Elm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the director was just like, no, ELM sounds more like a terrorist organization. So say that. Yeah. Waste of a good acronym. Yeah. Because they do call it ELM the rest of the time. And so they're like, well, we do clean up mishaps like oil spills. So maybe the, you know, the ELM finally carried through on their threats to us and, and bombed us. Then um, Sherlock says, okay, thank you. Effluvium, Fussbucket, Cairo are the three answers to three of your crosswords. You're welcome. Very weird sign off. <laughs> yeah. I uh, just love showing off. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're doing crosswords on your computer? Well, let me take all the fun out of that and right? just give you all the answers. <laughs> like, um, the side character dies at the end, so... Yeah. You're welcome. You don't have to watch that movie anymore. It's like walking by a, a kid in the park and, and just like finishing his jigsaw for him. <laughs> like, oh, sorry. Were you working on that? Yeah. I feel like that is something he would do <laughs> if he cared enough to pay attention to kids. So now they're at an A meeting. Joan and Watson. <laughs> as as well as Sherlock and Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> I do that a lot. So Sherlock is reading evidence, the threats that ELM had sent Ven Owen because he doesn't respect the process of Narc Anonymous at all. So, <laughs> what? It just sounds like a fucking AA meeting for criminals that are narcs. Or, <laughs> I, I no, a narc is an undercover cop, not just not a CI. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But still. <laughs> I just couldn't stop tattling. <laughs> yeah, I, I meant Narcotics Anonymous. I know. Um... Narconon is part of Scientology. Do not go to Narconon. Narconon does, however, uh, cure coronavirus. No. Just kidding. Doesn't. But all um, EMTs and police officers should carry uh, Narcan. Yeah. And colloidal silver will turn you blue if you drink too much of it. And I like narwhals. <laughs> all right. So now that we've gotten that entire... Um, the whole gamut of, of that conversation. Joan is like, come on, you should be paying attention. We need to find you a new sponsor. And Sherlock's like, I don't think any of these are my people. Then this guy comes up and he's like, hello, I'm Alfredo. I started boosting cars when I was 14 and I'm really good at boosting cars. When I was a kid, I would boost seats and then I moved on to cars. Get Kids it, like, don't bo boost their own booster seats. seats. Kids don't boost their own seats. <sighs> Alfredo did. He did. Yeah. He's, he's self-sufficient. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, so Sherlock is like, oh, um, him. He has to be my sponsor. And John is like, 
Okay. So then they're back at the brownstone, and um, Sherlock has found that the phrase, on your beam ends, is in these ELM threats three times. And he also, based on the way that they talk, um, he thinks that all of the ELM threats were sent by the same person. Like, maybe it's not even an organization, maybe it's just one guy. Yeah, just signing it with a bunch of different names. Mm-hmm. So it's some letters, he, he dots his eyes with a heart. Right. That's like how when I sign off corporate emails and, and I'm like, we will look into this right away. And it's like, it's just me, but whatever. <laughs> so Jonah's like, why do you want Alfredo to be your sponsor? I mean, you saw him for like 15 seconds. You talked to Adrian and you didn't want him. And Sherlock is like, well, I can see everything. So I know all. I know all. Yeah. But don't, don't worry about my judgment. Um, And it's definitely not just because he seems like he's a he wouldn't be a good sponsor and he doesn't want Joan to approve of his new sponsor. Yeah. It's definitely not. It's no. because he thinks Alfredo would be great. Yeah. So then he realizes um, on your beam ends, this phrase that has appeared in the ELM threats three times. He's like, I've read that. I've heard that somewhere else. Where was it? And he goes up. He's like, <gasps> the memory game. So he, go, he runs upstairs and he's like pointing at the different screens to try and remember what's on the other screens so that he can remember what was on the beam ends screen. And he's like, Viagra commercial, toothpaste commercial, uh, cooking cookbook woman. Funny, funny little yellow sponge man. <laughs> yeah, he says yellow cartoon sponge man. <laughs> uh, I love it. Then he realizes that it's a whaling laws discussion on some news thing. Yeah, some talk show thing. Yeah. Um, and so so he, he Googles international whale laws. And of course, the video of the talk show. From a couple the, weeks ago. Is the, is the first result. Yeah. And so they find... They they go to that guy. Well, they bring that guy into the station and they're talking to him. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't do any bombs. And Sherlock is like, we stole the elevator button off the elevator that has your print on it. So, gotcha. Because it matches a print that was on a lumber mill bomb. A bomb in a lumber mill. Dang. Which I just did they did they have to close off the elevator after they took off the button? Well, I I, I just like I pictured Sherlock just like standing in the elevator, just like waiting for this guy to come in. And as soon as he did, he like presses the button. He gets off the elevator, and and Sherlock just like pulls out a Phillips head screwdriver. <laughs> No, flat would be a flat a flathead, head, a flathead screwdriver, and just like prize the button <laughs> off. Yeah, it's like this is mine. <laughs> and they're like, so that elevator is closed for the next two weeks while we get a replacement button sent in. <laughs> um, Sherlock won't give it back. <laughs> Actually, the buttons in the elevator at my work got replaced with self-sanitizing buttons. Micro, micro-san. Huh? You, yeah, they. Um, I do deliveries and and. The place there, um, all of the doors have like a strip of that on the handle. So like you can grab it there and it's supposed to be self-sanitizing. Yeah. I don't know how that works at all. I don't know. Magic. Yeah. So the guy's like, okay, yes, I did bomb that lumber mill. And, and I-, I bombed the 11 other places. But this bomb that killed people, that totally was not me. Mm-hmm. Marcus is like, wow, suspicious. Of course, you don't take credit for that one. And he's like, no, really, I, I threatened a lot of people that I didn't bomb. So uh- he was like, no, I was busy. <laughs> yeah. So Sherlock believes him, I think. Later that night, they're at the Brownstone, and Sherlock is on the roof tossing exploding tennis balls, because he's got some little tennis balls that he has got a little cartoon li- cartoonish looking fuse sticking out of that he like lights, and then he tosses a couple feet away, and it like... Because... Imagine being this guy's neighbor. <laughs> also, he's on the roof throwing bombs. Where did he move his bees to? <laughs> This is the other side of the roof. Uh, His bees would probably still be freaking out, though. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. It's 4th of July all over again. (laughs) 
So he's like, the bomb techs couldn't figure out what the this bomb was made out of, so I'm using different mixtures of stuff in these tennis balls to see if I can replicate the odor. And apparently he does it. Yeah, I'm good at smelling stuff. He smells it. So he finds it and he's like, this one was made out of like bleach and potassium. Jelly. Or, and je- yeah, jelly and... um Peanut butter. N- no. That's how you stick the components of the bomb together. No. Okay. That's how you stick the components of your bomb together. Yeah, well, see, it's nice because my when my bombs go off, it smells like roasted peanuts. Mmm. Tasty. And you use granola instead of packing paper. <laughs> a little snack. For an extra little treat. So he's like, this is all these like man-made chemicals and like they're bad for the environment and stuff. And Ed Knowles is, Ed Knowles being the ELM guy, mm-hmm. only used fertilizer. And his bombs smelled like shit <laughs> when they went off. Because of course they did. The ELM guy used dirty bombs. Hey. Because it's cow manure. Yeah. So the captain is like, okay, so you think it's not him? You think it's not this guy that did a bunch of other bombings and admitted to it. And he obviously had beef with those people. <laughs> Sherlock is like, no, it wasn't him. Plus, on the newspaper, there was this little in- indentation of somebody writing something on a different piece of paper on top of the newspaper, and the handwriting doesn't match Ed Knowles's. And ca- the captain is like, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah, maybe he had a, a, a partner. Mm-hmm. And also, like, maybe he took that newspaper from someone else who had written on it. But that's not ever entertained as a possibility. No. And the newspaper strip says Novocaine is what the indentation says. Just the word Novocaine. Sherlock's like, that's very random, but Sherlock wants to look at the personnel files of Van Owen Industries because he's like, maybe they're trying to frame ELM. Right, because the ELM threats were never made public. Mm. So the only people that knew about it were uh, the police or people that worked at whatever corp. Van Owen. Yeah. So Captain is like, nope, you don't get a subpoena for that. You're going to have to talk to Van Owen people yourself. And he does, and he gets the files with no issue. He's just looking through them. Yeah. Cuddy is like, hello. How so, you doing? So you'd like to look at the personnel files. Um, are you finding anything? I can tell you're a fellow addict. And he's like, what? She's like, of crosswords. I was fine and when there was just one in the newspaper per day. But then once they put their archives of the last 50 years online, I, I was lost cause. It's all I do. All I see are puzzles. The crosswords consume me. Everything's connected. It's <laughs> it's hard for any other words to cross her mind. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Sherlock is like, you want some fuck? Is that what's happening? He's like, oh, do you want to uh, come across here and go down? <laughs> <laughs> he literally says, you want sex? Yeah. And she's like, what? And he's like, you're flirting with me. I can tell. Uh, you know, fine. We can have sex. But I'm busy right now. And then Joan comes in. Oh, we forgot to mention. Joan and Alfonso had met up in the cafe. Well, oh yeah, all, all three of them were supposed to meet up, mm-hmm. but Sherlock never showed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was it was nice. You know, she, um, Joan was obviously kind of embarrassed and, and apologetic to to Alfredo, mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah, he's not showing up. I'm I'm really sorry. And Alfredo was just like, it's cool. Mm-hmm. This you is know, part of it. Yeah, you gotta be patient with him. Mm-hmm. He, he's new to this. You can't expect everyone to 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 treat the process with the utmost respect, and if they haven't gone through it and haven't seen how it works, mm. and John's like, "Damn, you're a really good sponsor." I thought you never spent a sponsor before, and and Alfred's just like, "I just had a really good sponsor." Yeah, he's like, "I've been wanting to sponsor people, somebody for a while, but nobody's picked me. Probably because I'm quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because people hate Alfredo sauce." <laughs> Do you think so? I think he was saying because I'm quiet as a joke. 
Do you yeah. think it was the car boosting or the fact that he's black? Yeah. Yeah. And he wears like a, a flat brim hat and like. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I, I couldn't tell exactly what he was talking about, but yeah, it, yeah. it seems like his, his, I, I mean, because even, I mean, even Sherlock picked him mm-hmm. because he thought that, that Watson would not accept that. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. just the way Alfredo looks and dresses and his past life. His past. Yeah. Um, not that, like, I don't think that there's anything wrong with him being black and wearing flat brim hat. Did it sound like that? N- no, no. Okay. I, I think we're both in agreement that um, <laughs> the wrongdoing Alfredo does was stealing all those cars. <laughs> and even then, which, which also, kind of cool. you, you know, um, um, uh, rent and taxes is, is more uh, theft than yes, exactly. Grand Theft Auto. And if you think about it, like if you're stealing a really expensive car, you can afford it. It's kind of a victimless crime because yeah. the only person getting hurt is a rich person. Get over it, rich people. Like wah wah, sucks to be you. Except it doesn't. <laughs> So yeah, so so um, Joan is like, by the way, like Alfredo says, he's down to still meet up. We've rescheduled. We're going to meet up. And Sherlock says, he doesn't say anything. He just leaves. <laughs> and he goes to talk about um, somebody that she, he found that he thinks is kind of suspicious um, that he found in the, the HR records, which is Pradeep Singh, who had an argument um, with one of the bosses and then promptly disappeared. Never to be heard from again. Yep. That one of the the other guy is like, yeah, he got arrogant. He asked for when he asked for his fourth raise in eighteen months. We gave him the boot, which is a a golden encrusted boot that they <laughs> reward people who have gotten four or more promotions. Yeah, congratulations on uh, being ambitious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just kidding. His contract expired, and they were like goodbye. So Sherlock and Joan go to talk to his wife. His wife. His wife. His wife. And she's like, yeah, he's not like disappeared. He's definitely dead. He's 100% dead. Mm-hmm. He's been he's been missing, quote unquote, missing for years. Mm-hmm. If he had just had a heart attack or something on the side of the road, they would have found him. Mm-hmm. They haven't found him. If he had a stroke in the he's, park. He's dead. He's definitely six feet per deep. <laughs> You don't know how tall he was. <laughs> she's she's convinced that he's gone. He's passed on, which I thought like, oh, so she murdered him. Mm. She knows he's dead because she murdered him. But spoiler, no. So Sherlock is looking at a photo in the room that they're in where the photo was taken in the same room. Which thank God all of these crime scenes have <laughs> photos of what the room used to look like. I know, right? It's very convenient. <laughs> yeah. I, I would, I'm going to do that. I'm going to every year take a photo of my, of a room and put it up in the room. Yeah. Just an hour apartment will be like inception photos. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he notices some stuff. The pictures are in a different spot. They're, they're not exactly the same in the photo as they are in real life. He's like, so somebody plastered over this wall. Well, so he's like, why don't we go to the yard? Um, but not me because I have to, uh, poo poo. I have <laughs> diarrhea. So I'm going to just do that instead. But you guys leave the house. Yeah. Which is classic Sherlock Holmes trick of, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go find a a Russian sex worker Mm -hmm. chained up in your basement. Yep. Yeah, he he asks to use the bathroom a lot and just wanders the house every time. When are these people going to learn Sherlock doesn't pee? Yeah. He has to get into the mind of of a killer so he doesn't pee. Killers don't pee. Because killers don't pee. And detectives, good detectives, only pee at home. So yeah, so so the the wife, the widow, and and Joan are out in the yard, and Sherlock is like, 
Okay, Joan, um, we gotta, um, so Pradeep is dead, and, uh, well, well, he, he pulls, he pulls Joan away from, from the woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, they walk, like, arm in off, mm-hmm. arm across the, the backyard. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, he's dead. Yeah, he's definitely yeah, he's, dead. He's totally dead. Um, the reason that there's mold in that wall is because of the change in temperature of the insulation and the something, something condensation. Yeah, and- the, the, the killer had to remove insulation to, to put the body in, and the body was in a, in a plastic bag and that's been decomposing and mm-hmm. so the bag is uh, expanding mm-hmm. which is why there was a kind of a uh, a bulge I was going to say the opposite of a dent in the wall <laughs> <laughs> um, there was a ned and, and Jones like are you sh- are you sure how are you positive and Sherlock's like yeah I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure he says, I'm fairly sure <laughs> And, and and so it cuts to inside where he's torn away the wall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and and sure enough, there's a a mummy wrapped in plastic. Yep. So they go to the um. Is police office a, a term? Police station. Yeah. Police station. So they're at the police station, and Detective Bell is like, "Yeah, so that was pretty deep in the wall." And um, the Emmy says he was shot in the chest and then underwent pervasive mummification. <laughs> AKA he was wrapped in a sheet. And they're looking at this old picture of Pradeep of his desk. And in the picture of him at his desk is the vent. So his desk is like right there. Oh, dang. Like if that if that bomb had gone off, he would have died from it. It's almost like he was the intended target. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was at his desk every day until he left. So there was never a time where he was like, I'm going to casually walk over here, not where my desk is. <laughs> Gotta place a page. Right. So he was definitely the intended target. And the the Emmy found a, a key on the body that it's not a car key, but it looks like kind of like a car key. And Sherlock is like, oh, this is a safety deposit box key. And he takes the little cap off the key and it says SLB. And Captain is like, oh, this is the saucy lizard bank key. <laughs> Which, like, I do like that they have, like, the other detectives, like, piece stuff together sometimes. Because yeah. it's like, you don't have to be a super genius to, like, know what SLB might stand for. Right. Safety deposit and and so it's a bank. Yeah. There's only, you know, there's only 7,000 banks in New York City. Right, right. It's like... Police captains know all of them. Right. Well, I mean, we all know the Studley Langdon Bank, where everyone who works there is named Langdon, and they're real studs. Because the captain has his own safety deposit box at Suck Long Venus. <laughs> no, because then you can't say bank after that. So not that one, um, <laughs> but any of the other ones. <laughs> uh, oh, this is Sucky Little Bank. <laughs> I have no faith in them. We only have room for $15, so <laughs> if you have more than that, you got to hold it yourself. <laughs> Sour Lemonade Bank. And so they go to Studley Langdon Bank and they open the safety deposit box and there is a Cheech and Chong movie in there. (laughs) Samuel L. Bank. (laughs) Samuel Bank. Um, And so, yeah, so there's a Cheech and Chong DVD in there. I mean, VHS in there. And Bella's like, I mean, that movie was bad, but it didn't make me want to kill anybody. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, are they just like goofing around once they get there? Like, there's no way that they actually see this and are like, oh, it's probably just the movie. Someone has a lot of (laughs) sentimental value. Yeah. Cheech and Chong. Yeah. Like, no, obviously it's not really that. And I thought it was going to be like a fake box. Yeah. Because VCRs are like old boxes. Like, what are you, 45? Yeah, practically in the grave at that point. You've got one foot pretty deep. 
Nah, it doesn't. I don't know that that makes sense. But anyway, <clears throat> so Sherlock is like, no, no, no. See, there's this piece of scotch tape over this one little tab on the VCR, which is it's so that you can record over it. Yeah. Um, you can record your own video. So this isn't actually Cheech and Chong's next movie. Something else is on this. It's Cheech and Chong's and first only- movie. <laughs> that'd be that'd be weird. You, you like you go to watch uh, Aladdin and then you play it, and it turns out it's actually Return of Jafar. <laughs> like, why would someone tape over Aladdin for Aladdin Two? <laughs> doesn't even make any sense. Also, if you're gonna if you're gonna tape a, an Aladdin sequel, at least do Prince of Thieves. This is a, a fake hypothetical that you've made up. Are you getting upset about it? Well, yeah, because Return of Jafar just wasn't good, but is, Prince of Thieves was fantastic. Is, you meet Aladdin's dad. Is Gilbert Gottfried in it? Um, I think so. Robert Williams is not. Hmm. Robin Williams was not happy with Disney after Aladdin. Why not? Um, he was not paid enough for um the the part the genie wound up being um in Aladdin. Was he originally supposed to be like a small part? He was supposed to be a small part, and then you know he it was he Robin does the Williams. Robin Williams yeah. thing, and and uh, the genie was like the main source of uh, merchandising and, and advertising, mm. and uh, Williams didn't get the proper share of that. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. How much Disney stuff do you know? Eh, a decent amount. Random tidbits here and there. You know, the fact that you know so much about Disney is really sexy. It makes me want to steamboat your willy. Okay, thank you for coming. Goodbye. It's not. Oh. It's not. It was a joke. Do we have to finish this podcast? Yeah, we got to finish the episode. (sighs) Fine. Okay, what happens? (laughs) 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 So anyway, they're like, oh, great. We have a VHS to watch. How are we going to get a VCR? How are we going to find one in 2012? 2012. And Sherlock is like, um, have you met me? I mean, <laughs> he, he, goes, he goes, have you been to my house? <laughs> Which I think is, is a great way to introduce the fact that um, all of this has just been an elaborate way for uh, Sherlock to get Belle to, to come over for a play date. <laughs> Aww, it's true. So they're at, uh, they're at the Brownstone and Sherlock is like, I'd like to watch 70s and 80s interviews because they're more raw, but you do learn something sometimes and it's like yeah sometimes they would force children to confess to crimes yeah maybe not the greatest so marcus steps out of the room because he gets a call from a ci about something unspecified and joan takes the moment to talk to sherlock and she's like look alfredo is good to go to be your sponsor he's great you should be you should be his sponsee and sherlock is like hmm the spark is gone and Joan is like, you mean I approve of him now, so you don't want him to be your sponsor. You mean you're a giant baby, Sherlock. Yeah. And Sherlock is like, I'm a regular-sized person. <laughs> I'm a- Yeah. I'm a human adult. I'm an adult man, regular size. He's, kind of, he's tall. He's kind of- he's- well, Anyway, Joan is like, maybe are you- Trying to not get a sponsor because I'm getting you a sponsor so I can leave and you don't want me to leave, even if you don't like me being here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you like one way or another kind of don't want our relationship to end. It's happened before with other so- um, sober companion or not sober companion. I don't know. Clients, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Where, you know, they, they're kind of get like separation anxiety mm-hmm. and and they're, they're worried about that's a big change. Mm-hmm. I remember my first day of kindergarten, I was, or no, my first day of being dropped off at daycare after kindergarten, I think. And I was like, don't leave me, your dad. And he's like, it's going to be fun. And I just remember being like, oh. Yeah. I remember that really vividly. <laughs> I was probably like five. Yeah. <laughs> Which is wild. Um. Anyway, um, 
<laughs> I also remember one time at that daycare, people, uh, like the older kids were talking about, um, strange food combinations that they like, mm-hmm. or I think that's what they were talking, like, that's what I thought they were talking about as an eight year old. In hindsight, maybe they were talking about like spicy things or something, <laughs> but I was like, sometimes I like to eat macaronis with milk. <laughs> 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 like take a sip of milk and eat a macaroni. <laughs> wow, <laughs> you're just, super adventurous. They all just looked at me. <laughs> like I was super weird. Because <laughs> I was a weird little kid saying I like to eat plain macaroni and milk. <laughs> Mix them up in my mouth. <laughs> I've always been smooth. You've always been a bit of a chef too, apparently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, they finally get the VCR working. And they see that it's Pradeep, um, and he's recording himself in a hotel room. He's meeting up with a woman, and they're like, oh, a sex worker. Because he's like, she's like, oh, it's great, we finally got to have our date, baby. Like, very, like, generic mm-hmm. kind of sex worker talk. Not that I, I don't know, maybe they don't talk like that anymore, but, you know. It's the stereotypical yeah. hidden camera. We're in a hotel room, and I- TV show, this is a sex worker dialogue. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, you know, she's, like, kissing him or whatever, and then she's, she's like, oh, will you help me get out of this dress? And she turns around and fully faces the camera. It's Dr. Cuddy! It's Dr. Cuddy! And then they watch it for a little bit longer so you can see Cuddy's butt. And Sherlock is like, we can pause now. I think we all get the gist we, we of what's were, happening. We were watching it and, and, and you go, do we have to watch more? And then Sherlock's like, we don't have to watch more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so they're like, okay, well, time to do a parlor room reveal to Cuddy. So they do. So they, they have Cuddy fill out a consent form to be talked to by the police. And then they show her the tape and they're like, Pradeep must have recognized that you were this woman that he, one of the women that he secretly taped when he was a youngin. And he turned the screw and Joan goes, so to speak. <laughs> and like Captain like looks at her like, you didn't need to add that. <laughs> so stupid. And you know, he's, he's using it to, uh, he was using it to blackmail you into promoting him and stuff. And Sherlock takes the time to be like, I personally think that prostitution should be legal and it's totally fine and good. So, but it, you know, other people don't feel that way. <laughs> it's just like, thank you, Sherlock. <laughs> Do you think that that was the show saying, like, sex work should be legal? Or do you think that was the show being like, look how edgy Sherlock is? So, I think we also have to keep in mind that the show was eight years ago. So, I think, like, even earlier, like, yes, now, you know, I can see a, a guy with a hat that doesn't have a bend in it and, and baggy <laughs> pants and and not be like, oh, that's a troublemaker. But that's clearly the intent of of this show. Mm-hmm. That's what it was going for. And and I, I think here it was definitely a look at look at Sherlock. He's so edgy and mm-hmm. but I'm watching it now, like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so he's like, you know, this would obviously this would have hurt and hurt hurting your reputation. <laughs> And Cuddy is like, you have no proof. And Sherlock is like, well, you wrote Novocaine on the newspaper and it matches your handwriting because it was, um, it was part of a crossword crossword puzzle. And they checked and Novocaine was one of the words used in a crossword on the date that the bomb was made, which they were able to look up because they had put the last 50 years of crosswords online. Archived! Enemies pain. No, the pain of enemy. Pain's the en- enemy. The enemy of pain. Yeah. Pain's enemy. Pain's. <laughs> yes. Archive of our crossword. A.O. 
to see. It's like AO3. But I don't know what you're talking okay. about. No, it's fine. There's a fan fiction website called oh, Archive of okay. Our Own. You say AOC, and I, I think the person, the person. Yeah. Well, because I was the I changed legend. I changed it to crossword. Mm. Anyway, they arrest her. We we got her. We got him. Got her. You're going to jail. Oh, and so to figure finish this out, she put the bomb in the vent to kill Pradeep because he was blackmailing her, and when that didn't work, she shot him and hit him in the wall. Yeah. Oh. I don't think we mentioned. We know that it wasn't the wife because she was out of town at the time. Mm -hmm. Which they were like, that's the perfect cover to hide him in his own house. Boom. Plenty of time to tear down a wall, hide a body, and then build the wall back up. Mm -hmm. And then incorrectly place the pictures Mm -hmm. 12 centimeters apart instead of 18. Sloppy. fucking amateur. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, um... Listen, all I'm... Sorry, real quick. All I'm going to say is if you want to hide a body in a wall, take a picture of the wall beforehand. She probably did. That's why all of the pictures are in the exact same configuration. Well, take a better picture. Take measurements. Just do the work. If you're going to go through all the trouble, it, it's the same thing. If you're going to go through all the trouble of making a bomb, you're not going to use a four-year-old battery. If you're going to go through all the trouble of murdering someone and stashing them in the wall, put the pictures back right. She did. They're just in the wrong Anyway. When I say right, I-, I <laughs> You mean exactly the same. Yes. Not four inches closer together. Right. That's not putting them back right. Except that the, the wife never noticed. Okay, but the, Sherlock did. Yeah, well, Sherlock is a freak. Well. That's why she got away with it for four years. Well. Well. Well, I well. want some character development, so give me. <laughs> the, yes, the episode is over now. I mean, not the episode. The crime solving is over. And now they're at, um, they're at the Brownstone. And Alfredo shows up at the front door. And Sherlock is wearing, um, like a Bert and Ernie shirt. Like the, whichever one wears horizontal stripes, I think that's Ernie. Mm-hmm. He's wearing one of those and a black vest. And a vest. Yeah. It's very, it's a very cozy look. I like this t-shirt. The yellow, like the pale yellow one looked really weird. Mm. But this one is like kind of gray, sort of almost sweaterish, but it's yeah. a t-shirt. One of those t-shirts that you find in like a thrift store that is just like thick. And you know, it's like from the 90s, you know? <laughs> yeah. I love those. We need those back. No more cheap t-shirts looking at you, Target. So... Alfredo is here and he's like, wow, I got your text breaking up with me on my way here. And Sherlock is like, yeah, sorry about that. But you know, you can't be my sponsor. And it's, the spark is gone. And Alfredo was like, uh-huh. Well, listen, I have this really expensive car <laughs> with this um, security system that hasn't even gone to market yet. And I hear you like picking locks. Mm-hmm. So do you want to join me with that maybe? You want to try to break in on this car with me? And Sherlock because like, it's it's my job because that's what I I do now after right, right, right. <laughs> after I got out of jail <laughs> the the car companies were like hey this guy's really good at, at doing this maybe we can pay him to yeah. you know, break into our cars so we can make our security better it's like the show White Collar but instead of fraud it's breaking into cars yeah so uh no it's not but it sort of is okay anyway Sherlock is like oh Joan you you're sneaky you think you just because you find a common interest I'm gonna like Alfredo Joan is like yeah go play with your Friend. She's like, I promise you that you're going to be ready by the time I leave. So, and he goes, I'm self-sufficient. So I don't need your help. Just so you know. And just because I'm going to play with him doesn't mean that he's going to be my sponsor. Like, I'm a big boy. And I'm, I'm going to go play with my friend because I want to play with my friend, not because you're making me. Yeah. And Joan is like, of course you are. <laughs> okay, sweetie. Are. And it's... <laughs> Sherlock goes out to the car and he's like talking to, you know, talking to Alfredo about the, the security system and everything. And he's like, so is it aftermarket something something or is it this blah blah? And Alfredo's like, I'm not telling. You got to look at it. You got to figure it out yourself. And Sherlock is like, all right, I will. I'm self-sufficient, you know. <laughs> 
so cute. Just like a little kid. I don't need anybody's help. I don't need anybody's help. And uh, Joan made a good point earlier in the episode where she was like, yeah, you didn't need help from anyone. You didn't need rehab. You didn't need a sober companion. You don't need anything. But like, we don't know that. Because he didn't become sober without rehab and right. without a sober companion. Right. Like, he hasn't had an issue yet where he's really needed Joan to, like, intervene as a sober companion. But, like, we don't know if he would have been able to do it without rehab. Yeah. And she does. She is very useful to him as a sober companion, I think. Yeah. You know what we're seeing right now? What? Sherlock's ego. That's true. That's it. He can't admit that he needs help. Mm-hmm. Because he, do- he doesn't. Because he's self-sufficient. He's a big smart man. He's a big smart boy. He pulls his pants up himself. He knows how to wipe his butt. <laughs> so he, do- he does. I know how to do it. Just because I don't doesn't mean I don't know how. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to imply. I know how to do it. You know how to do it. Use both hands. Um, For what's one? What's the other one for? It's the same thing. You just hold the paper with both yeah. hands? It's more thorough that way. Mm-hmm. And it helps my balance. <laughs> Because you're standing up while you do it? Yeah. <laughs> you don't? Um, so anyway, that's the episode. We did it. So we do not have any questions today from our Twitter. But if you'd like to find us on Twitter, we are LMNOPcast on Twitter. And I personally am Val Flight Cub. Buh. The second B stands for... Bomb.com. Bomb.com. And you are... The real Alec Fark, not to be confused with the fake Alec Fark, or the second Alec Fark, or the imaginary Alec Fark. And your Twitter is the real Alec Fark? Yeah. That that makes sense. Yeah, that's what I meant. Are you, is there a the real Alec Fark too? I don't think so. Well, better safe than sorry. If there is one, you're not it. Nope. No, no, no numbers. No nonsense. Mm-mm. Oh, we have a Discord. Join our Discord. Shout out to Noah Geist at Owl Dude on Twitter for our intro song and Summer Geist at Stellar Ghost on Twitter for our pod art. And shout out to you, listeners like you, for listening. Till next time, this marble will keep on rolling. Goodbye. Goodbye. We're self-sufficient.